0: Welcome back to the TBFFL Podcast. Week four is in the books. This is episode five. My name is Griffin Hunger, Inc. I am joined once again by my lovely co-host, Luke Huber. Say hi to the people. Hey, let's go. (laughs) Let's go. week four.
1: Woo! Wow, it was a good day. Good week.
0: It was a good week. I I was having a great time this week. I mean, my, my two teams that I root for between the Baylor Bears and Denver Broncos came back from a combined 49 points down um, this week, (laughs) so, wow, to win. Comeback season. Comeback season, um, so that felt pretty good, and I almost had the the perfect weekend, you know, where your teams win, and both, or all your fantasy teams win, but I decided to start Daniel Jones, so, uh, that's how that went.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, that, looking back on it now, it's not the greatest choice, but after seeing Jordan Love against the Lions, that also didn't look like a super great choice, because, that Lions defense is cold. They, Those they boys are, are good. They shut legit. down the Packers. They and so they're legit. Lions won. Baylor Bears won. Mm-hmm. It's and also I won in fantasy. So yeah. it's it's another pretty great weekend. You're having that good Although, weekend. Although I'll be honest, the actual Sunday games were pretty lackluster, I agree. I'll say. Yeah. There wasn't a ton of all that exciting. I mean, the Bills, Dolphins. Bills just kind of trounced them. Didn't the Chiefs the Jets was pretty fun. Zach Wilson, yeah. maybe he's okay. Perhaps. I don't know. Mm, I don't Did know. he and Mahomes switch bodies for the second half?
0: <laughs> My favorite tweet I saw was, even a blind dog finds a treat every once in a while. <laughs> oh, I like that.
1: I like that. <laughs> it's like the the broken clock. Broken clocks yes. or right twice a day. Exactly, yep. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah, but I than um, that, it was was kind of kind of
0: boring. I mean, I was excited by Denver's win. Obviously, we didn't deserve that. Defense was abysmal again, but um, that was good. But you're right. A lot of the game, the le- Oh my gosh, the the late window. Those three games. That was it. Was kind of hard to get invested in those. The Chargers Raiders got good at the end because Chargers mm-hmm. gonna charger and blow that lead nearly, um, but. Herbo came up clutch. I don't understand. That That game is just a battle of two head coaches that are, like, beyond confusing to everybody. <laughs> like, what What are we do? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah,
1: it wasn't... Isn't the the Chargers have gone for it on fourth and one the past two weeks? They haven't gotten it, but they yep. still won?
0: That's correct. Right? I, b- I believe that is correct, yeah. And then, so then that happens, and then Josh McDaniels and company get the ball back, and they get to the goal line, and then they they have Aiden... O'Connell pass the ball and he immediately throws that pick and it's like just Josh Jacobs is right that just give it to him and let him go and then so it worked before it'll work yeah. again I don't know that mean Yeah good. I don't know
1: if we should be trusting Aiden O'Connell with things yeah, like that I mean he, oh, except he growing the stash
0: Yes yeah he he does kind of he, I swear when I looked up I saw Derek Carr but at a much younger age every time he was wearing number 4 he's out there with the, the with his helmet on with just like the little stash it took, you know, it yeah, takes looks a little bit different, but
1: um, yeah. he's Derek Bicycle right now. Derek <laughs> Bicycle,
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that I'm. Um, it was it was an okay week. I'm not like nothing, nothing great to take away. I feel like. Um, but something that is good is there weren't a ton of injuries for once this week. Maybe people are finally yeah. getting mm-hmm. into the groove. Hopefully, this is a trend that continues. Um, but nothing major. No big season enders. I don't think, at least in the fantasy side of things. Maybe I'm. Oh, there was um. The Bills' corner was it, Tre'Davious White?
1: Yeah, Tre'Davious yeah. White's, I think out for the season.
0: That was a that was a bummer to see, and especially like toward mm-hmm. the end of the game when it didn't really matter. Um, but for our case or for our what we talk about, you know, hate to see that. Sorry for him, but. Uh, yeah. Let me let me run through some injuries that we did have. Uh, T. Higgins, who's frankly been struggling all year, uh, it only got worse as he fractured his rib um, in their horrible loss to the Titans. I that Bengals team. Oh my, <laughs> it's not looking. Yeah, good, it's man. hard to have
1: faith in them right now. Yeah. It's until Joe Burrow gets healthy, they just have nothing going for him. You Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad for you, Mr. Huber. It is, that is a tough watch. Um, but uh, T is, he's listed as questionable. He told media that he uh, it, he just might be able to play through the pain. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Mike Evans also, I think, pulled a hamstring or something. Uh, he's questionable as well. Uh, Javante Williams had a hip flexor strain. He's questionable, but I think he's going to play uh, probably on a pitch count. Um, of some sort. Uh, Luke Musgrave got a concussion on Thursday night. He's questionable, but they have until Monday Night Football against the Raiders uh, to see if he's going to play. So I th-
1: Luca, you should start Jake Ferguson this week,
0: probably. He, he almost did, yeah. He, he he. Luca told me he switched him at the last minute. He also didn't have David Montgomery in his lineup until 30 minutes before kickoff. And yeah, that was a good call. We know how that went. <laughs> so... Um, Saquon, have you heard anything about him? He, I, As far as I know, he's still questionable and there's no update. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah,
1: not. I haven't heard too much. I think he's expected to uh, start practicing this week, and we're hoping he'll be on the field. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, I haven't heard any updates yet. Okay,
0: cool. And then beyond that, uh, a couple of Steelers players. Kenny Pickett has a bone bruise in his left knee. He's expected to be out this week, and then they have a bye week the following. Uh, another Steeler who's very much underperformed this year is Pat Fryermuth. Um. Our hamstring injury out two to three weeks, so probably even after the bye. We'll see. Um, the Rams, in their nearly blown lead overtime win, uh, Kyron Williams and Matthew Stafford both had, I think they are both, well, Kyron's was a hip injury, I think Stafford's was too, I don't know, but they're both expected yeah. mm-hmm. to play, um, so no big deal there. And Justin Herbert, a uh, little bit of a scare there, but in his words, quoting Monty Python, he said, "'Tis but a scratch, a flesh wound." Um, Little nerd Herbo, I love him. I think that is hilarious that he yeah. said that. And
1: it was on his, it was on his left hand. So yeah, who so needs it shouldn't
0: it? matter. Exactly, he yeah, you don't need two hands. He just needs the one to sling it. So, um, but that's it. Thankfully for injuries this week, so of, that's positive. Hopefully going forward, yeah. less mm-hmm. less of those. Um, maybe we can cut this segment out entirely. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that'd be great. That it's be good news nice, like huh? Kenny Pickett because I think initial reports was that he was going to be out for like yeah. six to eight weeks is what I had heard. So, mm-hmm. um, knowing that's just a bone bruise, that's definitely a plus. And I think he, um, so hopefully that'll go well. I don't know how much better he is than Mitch Trubisky, but yeah. I think <laughs> at least a little bit. Yeah,
0: no, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't think, I don't think Pickett is it. If you're, I'm curious. I want to talk to like I don't know know any Steelers fans really, but I'm just I kind of want some insight into what they think. Because I have to believe they're starting to be like, there's so many quarterbacks coming up in this next draft. If you said that one of them Mm -hmm. was going to be the Steelers quarterback next year, I think a lot of Steelers fans would maybe be like, hmm, that sounds enticing.
1: (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know. The only only people saying pick it are the other team's defense. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Without a doubt. Um, Um... But with that, let's go on and get into it. And let's go through our matchups of the week. Woo-hoo! It's one of our favorite times. We love uh, discussing what happened, what didn't. And maybe we'll buy some shoes. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, and then, so I'm going to start it off. Let's go with What a Mess versus Papa Smurf. And this Ugh, is one of what many close matchups this week. This one ended 109.62 to 107. I decided by only two points. Crazy. Sounds real close. And honestly, this whole week was just a week of a lot of good luck and a lot of bad luck for some teams. And so Mm -hmm. um, Jacob took the cake with this one, scoring 109. And it honestly, it came down to the Seahawks deciding not to kick one more field goal at the end. So tough tough luck for Papa Smurf right there. (laughs) Um, Pete Carroll just had a little bit, uh, had enough humility to not – take that one extra field goal and run it up on those Daniel Jones and the Giants. Yeah. And so I thought this was a super interesting matchup because the position groups were actually really tight in overall points. Um, and so there was a four point difference between um, each of their two starting running backs. And so I'm dividing them into running backs, wide receivers, tight ends and the flexes, even mm-hmm. though some of the flexes outperformed their running backs or wide receivers. There was a 0.2 point difference between the wide receivers, That's crazy. so they were almost exactly the same, wow. which is wild considering one of the re- wide receivers was Stephon Diggs, who absolutely what? went off. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and there was a three point or a three point seven point difference between the tight ends, and a one point five difference between the flexes. So really tight all around, um, and it was tight between all the various position groups. And so on Jacob's side um Jedis, Justin jefferson had a double touchdown day giving him 23 and points and that was just super solid performance good to see him scoring some touchdowns he hasn't done that a lot this year and he's yeah. just been able to be so consistent with yardage and receptions and so it's good to see him finally getting some points especially since he probably is the best wide receiver in the nfl and um another great performance from adam thielen he had 11.7 points which is He's been, he's been looking great. He had seven targets, and especially yeah. in our half-PPR league, that's just a really good start. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then that Russ uh, to Sut- Cortland Sutton stack had 32 points. Um, so Cortland Sutton actually had a really rough day, but the touchdown kind of saved him, gave him solid floor of 10 points. And Bills' defense just locked down Miami. Mm-hmm. I think it was pretty bold of Jacob to start the Bills' defense. And yeah. with how high scoring their offense has been, I could have pretty easily seen a game script where they had negative points in fantasy. But they looked good. They locked him down Tua a really struggled.
0: Yeah.
1: And on Reed's side, Anthony Richardson is looking awesome. And he scored 29 points almost all in the second half. He had, um, I think it's two passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. And his floor with rushing is crazy. So, oh, yeah. Reed, that's a good pickup. I am jealous I don't have him in other leagues because I think he could be a star, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially when he starts getting points in both halves. And like I said, Stefan Diggs just went crazy. Hmm. He had three touchdowns, 120 yards on six catches. I think all of his touchdowns came when he was being guarded by Kader Kohu. Mm-hmm. Um, and so pro tip for whoever's playing the Dolphins that week, just target him. <laughs> um but Diggs, yeah, had a great game. He came out with a vendetta and just kind of went off. And you could not say that for Chris Olave and Debo Samuel, who combined for one and a half points.
0: Oh.
1: Um, but you could say most of those are caused to injuries. Um, Derek Carr was injured, and I think that really hurt his ability to throw down field to Olave. Mm-hmm. And Debo, I didn't even think he was going to play, but he. I think he yeah. just played just as kind of like a decoy, just running around and getting some cardio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hawkinson had his worst performance of the year in the only game that the Vikings won. Also, same so with Kirk weird. Cousins, who I'll talk about a little bit later, and Jordan Addison. So, yeah, uh, the Vikings are a little bit backwards.
0: Yeah, very. But yeah, very, very strange with the the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, Diggs balled out with those two touchdowns, and their only other touchdown was that uh, scooped score. And so the only Viking that did anything was was D- uh, or not Diggs. Sorry, it was um, uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that was that's just kind of a weird stat line where, like, one player balled out and then everyone else on the team didn't do that great. And I think, like, the Vikings defense probably did well with that that touchdown. But other than that, I don't know, kind of interesting how they – that's how they get their first win. But um, yeah, but
1: they'll take it, I'm sure. Yeah. And so Jacob took the cake in a really close game <laughs> and pretty close all around. So yeah. it was a fun one to watch.
0: Definitely one of the closer ones on the year so far. Um, moving on to – uh, our next matchup, we got Alex's All-Americans versus the Stanky Legs. Uh, this was a very high-scoring matchup, lots of points here. A final score was 130.06 to 155.2 for Hayden. Wow. Uh, yeah, three players on each squad with 23-plus fantasy points, um, which doesn't even really do it justice because, um, I mean, guys like Christian McCaffrey on Hayden's team had 45.2, um, so he... Appears to be good at football, if uh, anyone was, was I think questioning so. that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I, he's pretty yeah, good. I think we, we forget that he came over to the Niners last year and was already electric, right? Like, mid-season? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just got this entire off-season with Shanahan and the coaching staff and learning the system even further. And, I, like, I don't think there's a better scheme-to-player fit in the NFL than Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, like, on paper, it's like, how did we not think of... Like, I mean, obviously, he was a top-three pick. But it's like, of course he's that guy. <laughs> like, there, there's no question. Um, yeah,
1: he's he's pretty absurd.
0: Yeah. But beyond that, I mean, Hayden also had Josh Allen, who's back in mid-season form, got him 36.5 in that route. I mean, not route of the Dolphins, but they held him in check, and a lot of that was due to the Josh Allen-to-Diggs connection. Uh, looked very good. Uh, he also had Isaiah Pacheco, who... Ah, uh, maybe by including him in the spelling bee last week, we gave him magical powers because he put up twenty three point three in that game against the Jets. And the Jets' run defense mm-hmm. is not a joke. Like the entire defense is is very good. But, like they got some good run stoppers on the D line. And I was like, that one, that one long run for Pacheco in particular, where it looks like he's just constantly accelerating and like shifting all over the place. I was like, who is this man? What is going on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so
1: I heard it. I heard a pretty funny quote about Isaiah Pacheco. What's that? Real quick, and it was... They were talking about how NFL scouts always look for like wasted movement and how (laughs) in running backs you really don't want them to have wasted movement you want like every movement to be purposeful they keep themselves tight Uh and they're like isaiah pacheco does not do that at all he is flailing around and (laughs) running around and juking like crazy but it works for him and he looks great he's but he is (laughs) so interesting to watch because he's just all over the place he's like a slimy little fish he's just like i
0: don't know you just can't catch him he's all over the place he's like a,
1: a brick that you threw in the water
0: Exactly. Um but beyond that for Hayden, uh wide receiver core was kinda meh. T. Higgins only got two point nine, he got injured, and Christian Watson was okay, he had nine point five in his return. But you know, honestly, who cares? Everyone else came to play. Hayden got a a big win, um and would have set the points record if uh Chris didn't have something to say about it later on. We'll we'll discuss that. Uh but let me let me touch on Alex real quick uh alex's old reliables as i like to call him, played well uh but they couldn't quite keep the pace uh herbo still did his thing with 23.38 even with the little ouchie on his fingy <laughs> king henry uh with 23.88 must have heard me talking badly about him last week and he decided to stiff arm what i had to say into oblivion and he had one of those performances that i talked about where i was like you know, of course he's going to have a game where he just does Derrick Henry things. And that was one of those, throwing a passing touchdown. I still can't believe, did you see how that, so they set up Henry in the backfield, clearly going to, like, direct snap and probably going to throw it. And the commentator even said it. And then the Bengals called timeout. They go to the sideline. Titans come out in the exact same formation, running the exact same play. The Bengals did not adjust whatsoever. Titans snap it, and Henry <laughs> throws the touchdown over the top again. Like, like,
1: did we, what was the point of the
0: timeout? Why did we do that? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. that was
1: i don't know derrick henry had more passing touchdowns in that game than joe burrow did <laughs> that's
0: that's a stat oh my goodness um and then oh hello aj brown with 34 points um let me just say thank God they called that a taunting penalty on him because kids around the world <laughs> would have turned to a wife of crime if that went unpunished yep mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I had no Great idea place, placing a ball at the feet of your opponent is a taunting penalty but you know what whatever and it essentially allowed the commanders to go down there and tie up the score because that extra 15 yards probably made the difference um i yeah, mean you can't say that for sure fun. but it did make the game fun for sure um and then remember two weeks ago when aj brown was upset on the sideline for not getting a lot of usage a lot of targets and stuff like that well that doesn't matter anymore because he's yeah I, think out, it out here balling. <laughs> yeah I think it worked so um Beyond that, for, for Alex, uh, Marshawn Lattimore won this round against old Mike Evans, uh, despite the Bucks' dominating win over the Saints. Uh, and Darren Waller, with 3.6 total, he had one catch on one target until they reached garbage time. And as someone who made oh. the mistake of putting my faith in Daniel Jones for the last time, I feel your pain, Alex. Um, might I recommend Mr. Zach Ertz on your bench uh, going forward? He's tight end 10 so far. Dobb seems to like him. I think like, you know, Darren Waller, the appeal is, you know, much more there. Uh, but Ertz, in the past couple of weeks, he's gotten, I think, he, well, last week he didn't do that great. But the week before, he also got eight. So he's probably, ceiling's not going to be super high, but floor's probably there. Um, so, I don't know. Something to consider. I'm sure you're debating whether or not to, to bench Waller. Uh, but mm-hmm. there you go. Moving on. Take over the next matchup, my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this one, we got Metacris versus Chubby Cousins. Mm. And this one was a bit of a blowout. I feel bad for July since he actually had a pretty decent game Mm -hmm. and uh, could have beaten some of the teams across the league. But Metacris just can't be stopped with 157.12 points uh, to July's 108. And... Um. Yeah, like I said, Metacris just can't be stopped. And I think the scariest thing about his team is that he didn't have one player go off. He just yeah. had tons of players who did really good. And I, I think, think that's fatigued. what's so scary. He had seven players with double-digit points. And, I mean, his like biggest stud, Devontae Adams, was um, didn't even have a great game. Yeah. And so... Metacris is looking like a front runner, and so let's dive in a little bit. There's actually some lackluster performances from the running backs on both sides. Uh, Miles Sanders had 4.7 points. Rashard White actually did okay. He had 9.3. Alexander Madison did all right. He had 10, but Aaron Jones only had 1.9. Mm. Um, and other than Bijan, he was put in the flex, so I didn't see him initially, but Bijan had a great game. He had 16.2 points. I and mean, to talk about Bijan, he's just so good because his floor is so high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, the Falcons didn't have a great game. They lost to the Jags. Bijan didn't score a touchdown. Um, they were kind of in a losing game script the whole game. So you would think that a running back would probably have a great – or not a good game. But yeah. Bijan just gets yards. He gets touches. He had 105 yards and had five catches. Yeah. And – for a game that the Falcons are losing. That's a such great floor that once he actually does start scoring and starts um getting a few more yards off of his catches as well, he's going to be pretty unstoppable. And it's you could say that he's the best running back in football, but then Christian McCaffrey happened and you can't say that anymore. Nope. <laughs> Um, it was actually it was pretty fun because he went uh, head-to-head with Tyler Algier on July's side. And so mm. I think Bijan won this round with 16 points to Algier's 1.7. Um, <laughs> oh, but it was fun to watch a little bit. And also on Chris's team, Puka Nakua is looking mm. like the best waiver ad. Um, pretty crazy that he's the wide receiver five on the year, and he only mm. had his first touchdown on Sunday. In overtime, too.
0: Like, yeah, that's pretty I'm, absurd. Yeah.
1: Um, but Chris had solid performances from Mark Andrews, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Bass, Buccaneers, Buccaneers D all had over 10 points. So just really solid all around. Mark Andrews is finally back. The Ravens just trucked Dorian Thompson Robinson, yeah. the Browns. I feel bad for him. It's that's hard rough. to get your first start against the Ravens in a divisional game when you only found out you were going to be playing like an hour before. So that's, yeah. I feel bad for DTR. He looked great mm-hmm. in preseason, but. He just got kind of run over by the Ravens' defense. Yeah. And, you know, it was a rough day for July, but he still put up a pretty decent total due to the Seahawks' defense.
0: Yeah.
1: I think, did they have, was it 11 sacks?
0: Uh, Yes, it was 11. I I know. 11 (laughs) sacks. Unfortunately.
1: (laughs) I know all too well. That is pretty absurd. And so Seahawks D kept July in it, gave him a pretty good point total. But um, other than that, the team struggled a little bit. Um, He had a pretty up and brown day, you could say, (laughs) because... Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Marquise Brown both had pretty good games. Amon mm. had 14 points. Marquise Brown had 13.1 points. But Amari Cooper on the Browns had a really rough day, only 2.1 points. And I think, honestly, a lot of that didn't have to do with Amari Cooper. It just had to do with uh, DTR getting thrown to the Wolves with the Ravens, and they just couldn't have any offense going that whole time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, again, with the Browns, the Browns' defense really let um, – july down by letting mark andrews just go off against yeah. him double negative mm-hmm. yeah and like i said aaron jones had a rough day he just got stuffed by the absolute brick wall <laughs> that is alliance defense and kirk cousins had his worst game in their first win and so you could say Snizzywalk crick should be his name because he's a little backwards right now um, where he performs when his team doesn't and his team performs when he does that's Kirk Cousins backwards. I I,
0: I I got it. <laughs> when you okay, I, okay for context uh, for everyone listening, I I read that when Luke put it in our our shared notes, and I I couldn't figure out for the life of me what that meant, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I I get it now. That makes more sense. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, and well there we go. Chris put yeah. up the top score of the week with one fifty seven to take yeah. down the Chubby Cousins.
0: Top score of the year as well. It should be should be mentioned. 157.12. Oh. So far, obviously a lot of a lot of game left to be played, but um, yeah, just barely edged out Hayden with that one fifty five. That would have been a crazy game if they played each other. Hayden, Chris. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would have been nuts. Um, but anyway. Uh, the next game we have here to talk about is HLP twenty five versus Lights Camera Jackson, and honestly, I I don't think we need to talk about this game. We can just skip it entirely. Um, All right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but they're probably hoping I skip it, because guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in a little bit here. Uh, the final score was sixty nine point three two to eighty five point eight four. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's one thing going for you, Hunter, is you got sixty nine points. Um, but what happened, man? <laughs> this is a team that has been dominating our league this entire year so far, in my opinion. And Hunter, your highest score was Mahomes with thirteen point two two. Who, frankly, looked kind of drunk out there. Not the Mahomes yeah. that we are used to seeing. He was throwing balls like fifteen yards short of receivers. Like just his so second confused. pick was terrible. Oh, it was so bad. I was like, oh my gosh, it was it was just wild. Um, so, yeah, highest score was Mahomes at 13.22. Oh, except Alan Lazard scored 13.6 from the bench. Yeah, <laughs> nice. But it's also Alan Lazard. I don't blame you for not starting him, but it is pretty funny. You know you had a bad week when Alan Lazard scored 13.6, and that's your highest-performing player. Yeah. So that's rough. Um, but we're also – we witnessed what happens when the machine that is the Dolphins' offense – isn't firing on all cylinders or putting up 70 points against one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, Raheem the Dream, or rather Raheem the Nightmare, uh, only put up four <laughs> points um, as your boy, which I'll talk about later, HAN, is looking like a great waiver wire ad. Um, it, I don't oh, know yeah. I don't know if we spoke it into existence last week with talking about Raheem the Dream and praising him so much um, and being like, it just feels inevitable that he's going to kind of crash. Um, I know we talked about it over text as well a little bit, uh, but that's a little scary. Hopefully he he bounces back next week's week against the measly Giants. Um, but also Hill and Waddle combined for only 15.3, um, which you know that's that'd be pretty solid for one of them. But the fact that those two great guys combined for 15.3 as your starting receivers that is a bit rough. And then George mm-hmm. Kittle with 1.4. That's it. That's the yeah. tweet. That's what happens when <laughs> this... Christian McCaffrey gets four of their touchdowns Yeah.
1: No one else really does anything. Nope.
0: No, and they had a chance to give him a fifth and tie their franchise record with Jerry Rice and another guy, I don't remember. Um, but they didn't. They they gave it to they gave it to Juicy Juice. I don't remember what they yeah. Or somebody. They gave it to a fullback or a tight I think, end or I something think like that.
1: Use check didn't get in and then they let Brock Purdy run it in. Oh, right,
0: right, right. They got close enough. I yeah. I remember that now. Um but yeah Great win by Zach. He must have scored a lot. Nope, he did not score a lot. He got 85.84. <laughs> um, so, Zach went 2-9 and nine against the entirety of the league The league this week and still managed to win. So, props. Uh, the team's namesake, and lights, Cameron Jackson, Lamar Jackson, led in scoring during their route of the Browns. Uh, Lamar had 28.14. Um... Scary Terry and C.D. Lamb also showed up with 18.6 and 12.8, respectively. So good showing from your receivers. Um, You do know you're in trouble when George Pickens and Elijah Moore are where you're starting flexes this week with four points and one point, respectively. So that's tough. Um, And the Steelers got the crap kicked out of them by the Texans and put up an impressive negative one (laughs) points. So that's also rough. Um, Nice. But now it's time for my favorite segment of the show, Just how bad was Kyle Pitts this week? Um, So, as you might know, Pitts' teammate, Jonu Smith, had six catches on six targets for 95 yards and put up 12.5 fantasy points in their horrible loss to Jags. And he's currently tight end 11 on the year. So that is rough for Pitts fans. And I want to ask you this question. Maybe you know, but can you tell me what these three players have in common? Tyler Conklin, C.J. Uzama, that's how you say it, right? And Jeremy Ruckert.
1: They are all Jets.
0: They are all Jets. They're all Jets tight ends. And they're all Jets tight ends that had more fantasy points than Kyle Pitts this week. All three of them. (laughs) I think Conklin had, like, seven, Uzama had, like, four or six, and Ruckert had 3.6
1: to... Pitts is three point one or something like that. Um, I think it. I think it might be better just to leave the tight end space empty if you have Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I think just so. for like the emotional <laughs> heartache, it's better just to take the L against zero, and just uh, not start start Kyle Pitts.
0: It's rough, man. Zach, I do respect you continuing to go with him. Um, and it is going to be funny the one week where you do bench him. He's probably going to ball out. Um, oh, for sure. I do think there's a chance that. You know, maybe Ritter gets benched, and then Taylor Heineke comes in, and then maybe we see more production. But that's kind of a wait and see, all speculation. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But hey, you got to win regardless. So, congrats on that, and we can roll right along to my depression. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Griffin, but I do have to talk about our next game. It was another nail biter. And it was a really close one with High Cup side, a.k.a. Griffin, mm-hmm. taking on the Bean team, the a.k.a. Luca. And the Bean team took home the victory with 148.86 to Griffin's measly 141.52. Mm-hmm. Horrible performance, by the way. <laughs> and honestly, like I said, this was a week of good luck and bad luck where that last game, the highest score was 89 points. And Griffin, I think you would have beat him. I think but so. you played Luca and. <laughs> It honestly it came down to Monday Night Football, and Griffin, you needed 27 points from Daniel Jones and DK Metcalf combined, which mm-hmm. is by no means a gimme, but it seemed pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. But man, Daniel Jones, I think he needs to retire and become someone else's agent because did. how did he get paid that much? Dude, he's he fleeced him. <laughs> yeah, he's a great negotiator. He got a yeah. lot of money for smart man being Went pretty to bad, and. I will will say, he their offensive line is pretty terrible. Pretty like I bad. said, Seahawks' defense gave, um, sacked him 11 times. And it's pretty hard to pass the ball if you're getting sacked 11 times. So maybe it's not all on Daniel Jones, but, wow, he does not look good. Yeah. Not and sure. uh, DK on your side had a pretty quiet game. Other than that, Seahawks' defense pretty much won that game on their own, and they didn't really need DK. He yeah. scored, so that made him have a pretty acceptable 10 points. But other than that, he had a pretty rough day and so um the bean team took took him down and um, talk about the bean team a little bit they had their best game of the year Luca your team balled out you had seven players with double digit points um Garrett Wilson maybe has a chance to be good Zach Wilson looked pretty decent this week and he plays the Broncos this week and as we've seen they can make Justin Fields look good so yeah and um so I think Garrett Wilson has a chance especially this week to have a really good week um and man David Montgomery with the the Lions (laughs) he had 32 carries which is the most of any running back all season um, from any team he had three touchdowns and 33.1 fantasy points he's just looking like Jamal Williams on steroids I think he has five touchdowns six touchdowns through the season so far
0: yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I texted you and Luca after that game and it changed, obviously, with like CMC balling out this week. But going into the weekend, that performance by him on Thursday night was the third best performance by a running back in fantasy so far this year, with the other two guys being Devon Achan and Raheem Mostert last week against the Broncos. So that's that Oh wow absurd. Um, yeah. And not, is- Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, he has five touchdowns on the season, and he didn't play one of the weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> um, Nico Collins is benefiting from, I think, what's been the best rookie QB oh, so far. Absolutely. So Oh, H- okay. I-O. Uh CJ Stroud's looking great, and Nico Collins is really benefiting from that. He had, um, I mean, sorry, he had 32 points, which is wild, and... So I think it is going to be interesting to see how um, who Stroud prefers because some weeks it seems like it's Nico weeks, and this obviously was one, but some have been Tank Dell weeks like last week was. And so hopefully CJ Stroud can um, continue to improve and he can just support them both as pretty consistent fancy options. Mm-hmm. I'm really rooting for that option because I do have Tank Dell on my bench. <laughs> um, but Nico Collins looks like that alpha receiver, and it's that... Um, rivalry connection from Ohio State to University of Michigan with I guess Nico so. and CJ. Who would have thought?
0: Um,
1: I do want to take a second to talk about Alvin Kamara. Oh my gosh! Because <laughs> he had probably the wildest stat line of the season. Where I'm, I'm okay. I'm gonna, I'll tell you guys what the stat line is in a second, but I want to talk about his uh, what his points looked like in different formats. So in half PPR, which is what we play, mm-hmm. um, he had thirteen point nine points, which is pretty solid, good game. Non-PPR, he had 8.4 points, so 5.5 points less. And in full PPR, he had 21.4 points. <laughs> that is because what? he had 13 catches for 33 yards. So
0: dumb. Which
1: <laughs> I think is 2.5 yards per carry. Which is, or not, sorry, not per carry. 2.5 yards per carry is really bad. 2.5 yards per catch is terrible. Oh my gosh. And so he has a new record for the fewest yards by a player with 13-plus catches. And the previous was 71 yards, and he had 33. <laughs> so over or less oh. than half of what the previous record was. So that's just pretty absurd. I don't think that'll continue. No. I think that's mostly due to Derek Carr being hurt. For sure. Um, but it's a bummer for Olave, bummer for Michael Thomas. But mm-hmm. I guess it's pretty good for Kamara. Yeah. Um, And Griffin, honestly, your team still... Balled out. You just happen to play another really high scoring team, and your RBs looked really solid. Um, Josh Jacobs <laughs> is, has finally arrived. He has eight here. receptions for eighty one yards, and uh, that's just such a good floor if he can get the all that work in the receiving game. I know he had that a lot last year, so hopefully that sticks around when Garoppolo comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I said Puka Nakua was the best waiver wire waiver wire pickup, but or but Kyron Williams another los angeles ram yeah, is looking fun. like a great pickup too he had 26.2 points he's also had five touchdowns through the past four games so yeah. he's on the field for almost 100 percent of their snaps he's getting so much work um and now cam Akers he's, isn't even there so he's getting all that work he's gonna score yeah. touchdowns and he's looking like a great pick um dj moore Hey, you got the Broncos defense bonus um, for D.J. Moore. And he <laughs> I had, had a feeling. 23.1 <laughs> points. Yeah. Yeah, D.J. Moore looked great. And Cowboys D is just dominant again. Like, their offense doesn't even need to show up. Their defense no. just wins games. And 27 points from a defense is pretty absurd. And yeah, I don't true. have any reason to see it's not going to continue throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, they do play um,
0: those harder opponents in the next couple of weeks, which is concerning to me. I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to do coming up here but um
1: we'll see. Yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty fun to watch the 49ers Cowboys games. I think it'll be I think it'll be a good Sunday night game. Um and I think you just got let down by Daniel Jones. I think it might be Jordan Love time. Oh, it it
0: certainly is. I'm I'm completely out on Daniel Jones, even if the line gets better. Man, I've just seen enough uh to the point where like I don't I just don't understand. Dable seems furious with him. I like you saw that clip of him like trying to show him something on the the surface tablet and then he just throws it at the bench and walks back to the sideline. Jones just looks like so confused out there. I just don't know yeah. what to do. Obviously, you're right, he doesn't have a lot of time. But I'm I I I just can't. Thankfully, I don't even have to consider it because the matchups for Jones the next couple weeks are like abysmal. They play the Dolphins, mm-hmm. whose pass defense isn't great, but they're still probably gonna get like crushed by them and then be having to make he'll probably be making dumb decisions and getting pressured all the time. And then after that I think Uh they play the Bills, so that'll be ridiculous. And then I think it only gets worse from there. So Daniel Jones is out in my book for the foreseeable future. It's Jordan Love Time. I'm just gonna take my consistent points and rely on my other great players. And this week I might get Cooper Cup back. Next week after the bye I'll get Eckler back as well. So the fact that I I just have to self-brag. The fact that I put up 141 without Eckler and Cup. That's kind of Yeah, that's kinda, kinda crazy. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The future's bright. Also I have
1: I have breaking news. Uh-huh. <laughs> In our other league that we were both a part of, I have um had a trade accepted yeah. <laughs> AJ Brown for Saquon Barkley.
0: Yeah. My So break.
1: I received Saquon
0: Barkley, gave up AJ Brown. I think that's a good trade. I think it's fair. And for context, in case you guys are like, AJ Brown just had a crazy week. Like, he's he's looking really good. Um, I think it should be noted that your team has a lot of great receivers um, and needs running backs very badly. Um, like, who are, your, who are your starting receivers now that Brown is gone?
1: Uh, still Jamar Chase and Chris Olave.
0: Yeah, so that's absurd. We Ten-man team, or league, by the way. Um, and then who were your starting running backs before Barkley?
1: Uh, it was Jerome Ford, or no, Jerome Ford, Damian Pierce, and Devon H.
0: Yeah. So you just you know now you have H. Chan and um yeah Saquon in there, and you still have Jamar and Olave. That is a great setup. So definitely beneficial. Um, I'm curious to see how um the person you traded with, how their team looks as well. Considering I just played them this week and they performed very poorly. So we will. We'll see, but um, we'll see we, do, goes. Have, yeah, we do have one more game to talk about, um, and it is yours, and you won again. Woo! Congratulations on that. Um, I will say it's probably the most straightforward of the games we had this week. Like, you know, I think one, so too. one mm-hmm. team scored over 100 and got the win, and the other did not score that high and didn't get the win, you know, nothing. It's a pretty big spread, about 25 points difference between the two guys, so it wasn't really close, um, but it wasn't like a crazy blowout, just kind of a game. Um, and it, I do think it's hilarious that Shep still would have beaten Hunter this week. And oh, how funny that yep. matchup would have been <laughs> if Shep, if the combined between the two of them scored about 140 or something, that would have been pretty funny. Um, considering some teams put up more than 140 this week, like 14, five teams, something like that. So, um, but yeah, pretty solid performance by your guys all around. Uh, absolutely led by the hottest waiver wire ad of the week last week with A-Chan, 25.5. Well done there. Um, I, I think I had the second highest bid on him, and so I'm a little little jealous that, that you got him. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I respect it. Uh, T-Law had 16.48, and he's still kind of looking for that season-defining performance. I think that's his second highest. He scored 17 week one. Um, so he hasn't had that, like, 20 bomb yet or, you know... But he's doing enough. Yeah, he hasn't looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been, he's been kind of just, like, solid. Good, consistent production. Leaps and bounds better than Daniel Jones, so good on you. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fun fact about your team. All three of your wide receivers got either 10.7 or 10.8 points. I was really sad to see that Keenan Allen did not get 10.8 points. But Kelvin Ridley and Jamar oh, wow. Chase had exactly 10.8, and Keenan had exactly 10.7. So, and those were the three receivers you started one or one in your flex and two in your slot. So that was just kind of weird. I didn't notice it until I was like writing down their numbers. And then I was like, Oh, they're the same. Oh, they're like all the same. So, um, that's that's consistency through and through. So great. (laughs) Um, the one concern I have about your team is, uh, Dan Campbell's use or lack thereof of Jameer Gibbs, because it baffles me. Um, the like excitement they had when drafting him, his clear skill set, like, watching that game. And maybe it was just, like, you know, blown out of proportion by having to watch David Montgomery throttle my team, uh, being on Lucas. Um, I was mm-hmm. just like, why do they keep putting Gibbs in there? And then they call timeout or the two-minute warning, and then Montgomery's back on the field. It's like, he's just, he's just there to play relief, basically. And I'm like, he's so much more talented than that. So um, I hope for your sake that they, they turn that around kind of fast and kind of make it more of a split. I'm sure Luca is loving the way it's going right now. So um yeah, I I don't know. Do you have any insights as like a Lions fan? Like
1: Yeah, I think I think they just don't care that much about draft capital, and I think they're just gonna <laughs> ride with their their team. I know sure. I actually heard this today, which was pretty interesting because that's kind of how they treated Jameson Williams when he came mm-hmm. back last year, where he had his huge play where he got a big touchdown, but I think he had one catch all last year and he played in six games. Um, and oh, wow. do you know where Jamison Williams was drafted? Like where they took him in the draft? Yeah. Uh, they took him 12th overall. I was going to say 10th do you know overall. Where Jamier, do you know where Jameer yeah. Gibbs was drafted? Also 12th, 12th overall. overall. <laughs> yeah. And huh. so I think I'm a little worried that they're going to treat him like they've been treating Jamison Williams, but... Um Jameer Gibbs doesn't have all the kind of off field issues or injury history as well. Um That's true. But, but my hope is that they're just still kind of easing into it and could be. Um but no. also when David Montgomery's doing what he's doing, why, why do they even not? need Jameer yeah. Gibbs? It's true,
0: yeah. Um also Jameson Williams, uh the NFL changed their, their gambling policy and he is suspended. Yeah, so he's back next week. So um I forgot who has him in our league. He's on somebody's I think IR slot. Okay. Well, yeah, be sure to activate him and, uh, you know, start him with, you know, caution. Maybe don't. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but, uh, you know, we have no idea what he's going to look like, and his usage in the past has been pretty limited. Now they have guys like Sam Laporte out there catching passes too, so we'll see what happens. But, hey, he comes back two weeks earlier than expected, so that's kind of cool. Not only for you as a Lions fan, but um, for fantasy owners around the world. (laughs) <laughs> but mm-hmm. um yeah well speaking of shepherd uh i guess i can talk about him real quick not a ton to talk about but uh, uh your front man your leading player was your kicker brett maher with 15 and it i just realized when i was looking at the or i didn't when i was going through the the scores and stuff and looking at player data and whatnot i realized you uh you benched your eighth round pick daniel carlson shep because yeah, he wasn't cutting it anymore so good choice brett maher did pretty well for you so i might want to and the rams offense is firing on all cylinders so i think he's a great probably a great kicker to have at this time so well done there um tua had 13.98 and was the only other double digit scorer and kind of struggled against the bills um shep had a combined 31.9 from both his starting running backs and receivers so four players oh. combined for 31.9 you're Four starting skill position players, which is, that's rough. Um, And then on top of that, uh, Jordan Addison was a silly goose and had zero at the flex, um, which is a big disappointment in a game that they won. And then one more very strange fact about Shep's team this week. Every player in, every player's team in real life won their game, except Tua and the Dolphins. Um, But all nine other players won, and you would think that would mean he had plenty of high scores, but nah. Like that just kinda that I guess shows you Well, I don't know what it shows. It's just sort of a weird fact. I was looking at it was like win, 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 but then nobody was putting up more than double digit points. The only people that did were his kicker and the team the quarterback of the team that lost a game.
1: So Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, mm. and even like running backs like Tony Pollard and Travis Etienne, like they were winning by a lot and they could have just been like feeding them and you know, running out the clock or whatever. But they didn't. There was not a lot of production from either of those guys. I think they had like seven and eight points respectively, off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't know. But interesting game, I guess. Um, but you you got the dub. So well yeah, done. Hey. All right. Yeah, I think that concludes our recap of the games this week. And uh, why don't we go right into our players of the week?
1: Who you got? Yeah. I have a lot of regrets on... <laughs> That's what you got. <laughs> that is what I got, because why did I pick Jamar Chase over Christian McCaffrey? Man, man, Christian McCaffrey is just a beast. He, he is sucks. Yeah. so good. He a 170 yards this week, total yards, and four total touchdowns. Yeah. That's just absurd. That and I don't need to say a ton more. I have regrets. Christian yeah. McCaffrey's looking like... Probably the number one overall pick, and I could have gotten him at number
0: two. Oh. Well, you know, you got to get the guys you want to get, and you went with your gut, Mm -hmm. and it didn't pay off, but that's all right. And Jamar Chase is still... I'm holding out hope that things get better, you know? Yeah. They got it, right? Like, even if Burrow just rests for a week or two, and I think they have a bye week coming up or something, like, just take a minute to breathe, Bengals. Let's figure it out. Um... My player for this week who went over projection, I already talked to him about a lot, so, well, or I guess we both did, but uh, David Montgomery for Luka, 33.1. Uh, no notes. Very nice. That's all I have to say. No notes. No notes. Um, so we'll just keep things moving, I guess. Um, yep. And that means, do you know what time it is? Sound the alarm. It's time to sound the alarm. Here's a bad player performance that we are probably overactor, overacting, overreacting about. <laughs> um, and I'll I'll start. You mentioned it too um, when talking about Reed's receiver core, but Chris Olave with point nine. What happened? <laughs> like I I I I think like the Saints should have played Jameis, right? Like Derek Carr did not look good. And that, yeah, defense, that pass rush is not supposed to be that good. The fact that he was just checking it down to Camara for like no yards every time was, I think it exemplified that. So surely this is just a one-off. Chris Olave will bounce back. I would not worry. But, you know, kind of a little bit concerning for what we thought the Saints offense was going to be. Um, but, yeah. What about you? Who you sounding the alarm on?
1: Yeah, it's actually another receiver. Um, it's Michael Pittman.
0: Yeah. He
1: I really thought he was gonna have a great week this week. I thought that Rams Colts game was gonna be a bit more of a shootout. He and Anthony Richardson showed up in matching t shirts with yeah. their faces
0: step-brothers. as the yeah. step
1: brothers. Yep. hmm Um shout out Will Farrell and John C. Riley. Um <laughs> But he just had he only had five targets, which is half as many as the past three games. And he only caught one of those targets. And so, pretty rough day. I was hoping he was going to get more work from Anthony Richardson. But um, he is playing the Titans this week, and they're pretty much a pass funnel. So, I think he'll bounce back in a pretty big way.
0: For sure. I would not be surprised whatsoever. Um, But it is crazy. Like, they came all the way back into that game. They, like, down 20 or 23 or whatever to tie it up, sent it to overtime. And they, like, didn't use Pittman at all in that comeback, which that kind of blew my mind I was actually I didn't know that he didn't perform very well this week until you had written him down and then I was like oh really like that kind of shocked me so yeah mm-hmm. um yeah surprising but anyway uh what time is it Luke
1: oh it's our favorite time of the week it is pointless draft pointless time. draft time Woo! let's go it's pointless draft time. Griffin, what are we drafting today? We are
0: drafting, we're keeping it pretty simple today. We're just going to draft the best months of the year. Uh, so 12 oh, months okay. to choose from, in case you're not familiar with how many months there are. Um, mm-hmm. And we're each going to get four picks, so four of the months will get left out, and those four will be deemed our worst months of the year, probably. Um,
1: so yeah. That sucks. It'll be, it'll <laughs> be a fun one, and... I'm going to this draft with, like we said earlier, no notes. No notes. And so, yeah, I have like... You have the first pick. Oh, I sure do. And for me,
0: I think there's just two obvious ones, in my opinion, um, Mm -hmm. that are just the best months. And so I'm just going to take the one that I think I like just a smidge better. I went back and forth on it in my head many, many times. But with 1-1, I'm going to take December as Mm -hmm. my -hmm. favorite month of the year um i think it justifies itself but the holidays with christmas new year's um at least in michigan you get a little i mean you're familiar with you get a little bit of snow but it's not like annoying yet like it is later in the winter um i'm also a little biased because my birthday is in december uh yeah so Mm -hmm. personally december checks a lot of boxes for me it's cold but it's a welcomed cold um even in texas we're like oh finally it's like 50, 60 degrees instead of... But it's not quite getting down to those freezes and, like, 30, 40. And so, I don't know. It's just nice. It's a good time of year. Um, bowl season starts to roll around. I could go on and on, but I won't. Um, so, yeah. I'll turn it over to you for your first pick.
1: Yeah, you know, December's, December's a great one. I think it would have been my number two overall mm-hmm. pick.
0: Then I think um, I know number But it's one. a
1: really good one. Yeah, Christmas is a good one. And... I think I'm going to be biased in the same way that you are, okay. and I'm going to go with September. Okay, it's a sad, I was sad to say that on October third. Yeah, <laughs> um, but September is just a great month. I think, um, you know, it's start of football season in Michigan. Yeah, we talked about the um, we got some leaves changing. It starts to get a little bit colder, and as I've lived in Texas for the past six years, that is very welcome. To it is 90 degrees outside now instead of 110. And, so, and also, same bias, my birthday's in September, so yeah. it's just one of the best months. That totally makes sense to me.
0: <laughs> um, well, in that case, I still have my second pick on the board, and I am without hesitation going to take the month of July, because I yep. just think <laughs> it is the pinnacle of summer. Um, you have the 4th, you have the beach... And just great weather all around. In Texas, it's a little bit bloody hot, but it's still just, like, the peak of summer. Like, you're, I want to be outside. I want to be by water. Um, and so that is an easy decision for me. Give me July as my second pick. And over yeah. to you. Yeah, hey, that's a really good one.
1: I almost took it because I wasn't, and I was going to hope that September was going to make it back to me. But um, I decided to just go with my heart and pick September because huh. it really is my favorite Go, yeah, um gotta do
0: that
1: man and and you know like i said living in texas it's pretty hard to pick july as your favorite month because it can be brutal that is fair. and so man. i'm actually gonna stick on a very similar theme to where i was for and i'm gonna go with october dang you got uh, halloween that was you my got next more pick. football <laughs> you got colder weather and i think it's just gonna be a lot of fun it feels cozy but you can yep. still go outside and sure. I think October is just a lot of fun. You're gearing up for the holiday season, but it's not there yet. Um, a lot of the great things about September just kind of roll into October as well. So, yeah.
0: no, I completely agree. It was my that was my third overall choice, and so, um, I don't blame you. So you're in your favorite time of the year right now, going September to October. That is, you're just thriving. <laughs> it's a it's a fun it's time. That's a it's, good really time. Is. Yeah, yeah. My top two are on complete opposite. Sides or parts of the year, with you know, July being in the middle of the year and December at the end, um, about as literally as far apart as you can get. So, um, that being said, this makes my next decision kind of hard. It was those three were like my clear three favorites, and then Mm -hmm. I got kind of lost in the sauce. Um, you know. The more I think about this one, the more I like it. I actually had it further down on my list. But also, just for, like, to diversify my months here, to not have a lot close together, I think I'm going to go April. Um, April, okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe a sleeper pick, but I was thinking, so, I mean, you're more than welcome to take March next if you want, but I was thinking March Madness, and then I was like, well, the best, or maybe not the best of it, but there's still a lot of that going on in April. That's a lot of fun the masters is in april um mm, mm-hmm. i don't know and then like spring starting to come around um i like rainy days and i feel like there's a lot of rain in april and so i kind of like it uh in yeah, m- mm-hmm. michigan i like april a lot less but in texas i like it a lot more so um i think with that being said i'm gonna go april for number three
1: um and give it back to you yeah i think that's a great pick and yeah i agree texas april's not bad michigan april is gross Um, but I think I'm going to pick a month that is actually pretty good in both states. I'm going to say it. And I just want you guys to close your eyes and think back to when you were a kid and you step off the school bus for that final time of the year Mm, and you can smell the freshly cut grass. Mm. You can just feel that relief as you know that you have no school for the next three months. And you know, it's it's June. It is <laughs> June. it is the beginning of the summer. It is, um, summer when it's warm, but you're not bored yet. Um, sure. it's just it's just a great month. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to go with June.
0: I respect that pick, in its entirety. That is a that's a great one. That was, I think I ranked that as six on mine. But honestly, I could I could like, the top six are pretty firm for me. I'm interested to see what months we don't pick, so that we can talk smack about them (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but that being said for my last pick i'm definitely between two um they're my fourth and fifth in my rankings um but i could flip-flop them (sighs) trying to think i think one feels all too similar to another where the other one kind of has its own unique feeling so i'm gonna go with the one Mm -hmm. that's a bit more unique and i'm gonna go november um, okay okay so That's a good pick. I don't know I love Thanksgiving I think it's just one of my favorite holidays for some reason <laughs> it's just a great time mm-hmm. um you still have kind of that that fall feeling in the air it's getting a little bit crispier a little little cooler the leaves are finally like falling off the trees um I don't know vibe you feel like the Christmas season is almost there it's like the anticipation building to it it's not quite as great as December to me once you actually get into into it but like I don't know. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, you also have, like, college basketball starting up, and um, college football and NFL are, like, in rhythm. Like, things are rolling by this oh, point. Oh, yeah. And so that's kind of mm-hmm. – that's that's definitely a plus in my opinion. And then Thanksgiving football, like, the, the games. I don't know. There's something special about that to me.
1: So, um, yeah, give me November. Yeah, I think November, that's a great pick. That was – um, definitely in consideration for my next pick, but I was leaning against it just because I already have September and October so I think it's a great way to end <laughs> back draft to, to draft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am I am in between two right here. It's definitely slim pickens um, yeah. with but I'll, I'll let you know which ones I'm between it's uh, January and March and Interesting. so okay. January I have uh, good things of New Year's. We got the NFL playoffs, mm-hmm. um, and we have snow. Okay.
0: Can and I interject one thing real quick about January? The thing yes. is, I feel like New Year's Eve is the best part of New Year's, and that's in December. Mm. New Year's Day. I'm not trying to sway you, but
1: yes, but New Year's Day has the bowl games, and oh, no that's worm. a good
0: point. That is all, that is a good point. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um
1: so i still like new year's day and then march has march madison spring break but yeah. the weather can, is kind of meh yeah and so i think in for diversification of my draft i'm gonna go sure. with january actually feels yeah. like a sleeper pick that's not too bad you get at least a couple of days off work you get to spend some time with family and i just love the snow yeah. and i love the nfl playoffs. so
0: interesting that's okay. what i'm going with yeah I will tell you that January was my eleventh of twelve, and wow, okay, <laughs> yeah, um, but it's not nearly as bad as twelve, and maybe we share February. Centi- oh, Oh, one hundred percent. February is yeah. atrocious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and it's the shortest month of the year. And it still sucks.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's just bad weather and the worst weather Valentine's wherever you Day. are.
0: Valentine's Day. Ooh, yeah, woohoo. Super Bowl. That's true. I like how we are a fantasy football podcast and we're clowning on February. <laughs> hey, because yeah. fantasy football is done, baby. It doesn't matter. We don't... Yeah, oh, sure true. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's... Yeah. There's no desire. So, yeah, I agree. So, other months we didn't pick. Um, the other one I was between was August. Um, I know in Texas, August isn't as popular because it's ab- mm-hmm. abysmal with the heat. Um, August in Michigan is, like, probably my favorite. There's just something about, like, you get the really warm days and um i don't know it's just it's it's very nice uh here in yeah. other parts of the country I, but texas brutal so
1: yeah that was that was why was, it's was just a little too hot here a little too hot yeah um and may was definitely in consideration yeah. for me too but it makes me think of like final exams uh-huh. and allergies and um yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like almost summer but you're not there yet and so you're just I waiting. skipped on may
0: mm-hmm. I, I agree so and then I think March is one that either of us could have taken. We just chose not Mm -hmm. to pretty much, but I think we both like March for different reasons. Um, Yeah, I think it's number nine for sure. Yeah, it's up there. Um, But yeah, that does it. So we'll recap. So my picks are December,
1: July, April, and November. Nice. And I got September, October, June, and January and yeah I'm pretty happy with that I think yeah, that, well, that well. That's well. Pretty, pretty good we drafted all the J months
0: with July June and January good job oh yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> but yeah uh, I think that's going to do it for today's episode unless you have any words of wisdom to share with the people I don't think so hey okay. good luck
1: on the waiver wire hey you too man yeah I think um, I think that's it and I'll end it with my classic line Stick Bears, and go Lions. Yeah, stick Bears, and I guess go Broncos
0: until we inevitably lose to the Jets this week. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. Um, Thank you for joining us. Have a great week, and we will see you next week, or maybe sooner, actually. Um, Hint, hint. Stay tuned. Uh, But, yeah, that's all. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.